your show host, Dr. Alan Chong, a.k.a. The Spine Doctor himself, is a practicing chiropractor for over 33 years, business practice coach and owner of three clinics in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. His weekly guest experts will share with you the very best secrets to their own success. Their inspiring stories will be sure to show and teach you to see and achieve more in your own personal life and professional practice. Dr. Chong's dynamic and entertaining interview style allows you to just sit back and enjoy every moment as you discover the gems found in each and every podcast. We realize that you're on a journey to your own success and mastery. This podcast will allow you to learn from some of the masters in chiropractic practice, marketing, and business. Allow easy inspirations and new ideas to nudge you on a path to your future practice success and practice mastery. Stay tuned now for another exciting episode of Practice Mastery, your call to greatness. Now here's your host, Dr. Alan Chong. Hi, and welcome to Practice Mastery Podcast. We have a special guest today, Dr. Mallory Becker. She is an, a national board certified chiropractor licensed in the states of New Jersey and New York. She's a 2013 graduate with honors from Life University in Marietta, Georgia, and received both a Bachelor of Science as well as a doctorate in chiropractic. Dr. Becker holds advanced certifications in nutrition and has attained over 300 hours of training in functional neurology through the Carrick Institute. Dr. Becker believes in a multidisciplinary approach to patient care. She works alongside medical doctors, physical therapists, acupuncturists, massage therapists, and a podiatrist. Welcome to Practice Mastery Podcast, Dr. Mallory Becker. So, um, you're, you're, you're a keener, obviously. You did very well in school. And, and I'm, I'm really proud of you. Tell, tell us a bit about your journey to becoming a chiropractor because not everybody knows and share what you're willing to share. Um, yeah, sure. I'd love to. So I have a, a bit of a, um, an interesting start. Actually, Alan was my chiropractor. I'm actually from um, Alberta and I was a practicing hairstylist in Alberta and I remember working long shifts in the salon and my back was, was killing me and I didn't know anything about it. But one of my coworkers said, go next door because our actual our salon was right beside Alan's um, clinic and go next door and see my chiropractor. You'll love him. And I said, you know, OK, so I made an appointment and um, I started seeing Alan. Um, I think in the beginning it was three times a week because my pain was so severe and I kept, um, kept getting treated and my back got better. My posture got better. My sleeping got better. Everything just sort of resolved. And all of a sudden, um, I just loved chiropractors. So I continued care and I ended up, um, transferring salon. So I moved to another part of Calgary and, um, Alan started, um, trading me services. So he would sit in my chair and get, haircuts and I would um, go get um, adjustments from him and he just started talking to me about um, you know maybe going into a different career and like, I, I still remember the day a couple <laughs> conversations were were stuck in my mind and I still remember the evening um, it was, I was probably your last client and um, and I remember the conversation very clearly about you know 
becoming a chiropractor. You ever thought about that? Yeah. And I thought, no way, you know, I, I, there's no way I'm going to go. That's a lot of school. And, you know, I already have a job and, and, um, I actually did, um, go home and, and think about it for a second. And then I thought, um, you know, maybe I do want to do something else because I actually was developing allergies to some of the chemicals and it, it, the environment sometimes irritated me at work. And I really loved like how much he helped me. So I ended up looking into it and I thought, um, I made a decision to, to bring the, uh, the idea to my parents. And what's really funny about it is I thought they would be a little bit more discouraged. But when I told them I thought about going back to school, they actually looked at me and said, you know what, I'm so happy for you. And, and it gave me the courage to um, start that journey. And then the next catch was, um, Alan told me, you got to go to the school. It's called Life University. And I was like, you know, so I, I Googled it and it was in Georgia and I didn't know where Georgia was. And I looked on the map and I thought, there's no way, <laughs> you know, I'm going to move across country. And I told that to my parents and they were um, still supportive of me. So I ended up um, quitting my job and starting from the very beginning. I had to even upgrade some math classes in high school. Right, to college. get your prerequisites and stuff. Yeah. I still remember this this comment as well. I, I said to you, Mallory, what do you, what do you think? about becoming a chiropractor i mean it's, it seems like you have way more uh in inside of you and and what you would want to do and i said uh and your answer was my mother would love that my mother would love that and i thought oh that's cool that's a cool answer what about you would you love that and maybe it was uh kind of like unsure scared you know really not sure about well, that's a novel concept. And here you are just, you know, seven years later after graduating. So uh, what, 10, 11 years, almost full 11 years now since you started chiropractic college. But um, it, what for those who uh, are thinking they want to do more in life as, as a chiropractor, sometimes that's not enough for some people. What would you say about that and, and going towards your dreams or your, your passions or your projects? You, you, my advice is just to go for it because you know what? It's like, you, this is what you told me and I, I never forgot it. If there is a will, there is a way. Because you said to me, I said, I don't know how, the, how I would honestly even do this. And you said that those words to me, if there is a will, there is a way. And that is the truth because um, it, everything just sort of fell into place. So if you, you're truly meant to be and it's something you're passionate about, I do believe that everything just sort of will fall into the place and, 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 and the, you know, everything will come together. And, and if you have that drive and passion, just go for it. And that's what I did and here I am today. So. Well, well not only that. There, there's actually, and I didn't know this for sure or not, is, uh, is just because you have to upgrade doesn't mean you have, don't have a good good mind and a good brain and and that stick to itness to work hard right i'm sure it was hard work for you it was it was extremely hard i didn't even remember how to add fractions i remember that i was retaking high school classes going i don't remember any of this but i had a really i met a really good friend of mine who i'm still friends with now who was in the same boat as me about the same age and she wanted to go to med school. So I really related to her and she really helped me. And we sort of tag teamed off each other. And it was nice to have someone to relate to in that situation. So I do know other people go through the same thing and it was worth every bit of it. So I really, you know, had to do it. And I, I started really at the bare bottom. So 
Well, that is a hugely inspiring story. I didn't know if we were going to talk about it today, but certainly, you know, from, from hairdresser to accomplished chiropractor, not only that is graduating with honors with dual degrees. I mean, that's something uh, I want you to be really proud of. Right. Thanks, Alan. Thank you. Yeah. And, and just to think that how, it, it remind your story reminds me. That's why I had to have you on on this show, um, because other people would say about this practice mastery podcast as well is that well, well, you know, just another podcast or just just you know whether it's even possible or not. But um, I just said I'm going to do it. I don't know exactly what to do, but I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to take training. I'm going to hang out with people that know what to do, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do it really well. So I've, uh, so thank you for being on the show. Um, yours is a, yours is a very inspiring story for those who who weren't sure what they were going to do in life, and you overcame a, a whole bunch of hurdles, really. Right. Um, from me sitting in your chair, getting my hair cut from you to getting an adjustment from you uh, is, is a big leap, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. So tell me about you. You've also built a, a big practice in a multidisciplinary practice. Tell me what that's like and what, what are your secrets to doing that? So one of the best, um, I guess, uh, situations I was put in was my very first job starting out. I was thrown, I was put into a practice and pretty much said, okay, here you go and and you're in charge and and you run with this. And I learned so much from that because I became, I was um, sort of um, in charge of the staff and the way the office ran. And I learned all the ins and outs of how to, um, what worked and what didn't work by trial and error really under Mm. somebody else. And that really, um, I went into it going, um, I want to really build like a family. I want people to come in here and feel comfortable. And I really, really um, connected with people, all the patients that came in. That was really a big part of it. And once I did that, I still have patients from my very first job that have followed me since actually the first patient I ever treated in my life is still my patient today. Wow. He still comes to the practice I'm at now. So that's the, the, um, what I went with. And I really like working multidisciplinary because I feel like I'm a holistic um, practitioner more meaning I like to address other areas I do nutrition as well and I like having different um, disciplines in there to really help the patient to the 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 most degree that we can so um, with the physical therapy we do a lot of strengthening I deal with a lot of the joints and disc issues with decompression Um, we have medical in there some people are in so much pain coming in they can leave even with something to get them through the acute stage Um, we do trigger point injections sometimes for people with really bad spasms so I I like that um, the whole um, concept of um, helping the patient that way. And so that's right from practice. a much, I call them tools in your belt or, or people you can send them to, uh, especially right in house. Right. And that's been hugely useful. So tell, tell me, you know, it, it was with a lot of hard work. You told me before, uh, building practices by doing, what, what were you doing? Outreaches or, or presentations or what? what were so you doing? we, we would go to schools and um, bring in like massage therapists and, and um, cater lunches and just talk to people. And, and we would come treat people that, you know, really, like, I don't know about, 
I know it's different in Canada, but here the teachers really, you know, they, I'm sure they do the same thing there, but they work hard and they take care of our kids. And so we would go and give back to the community and we would book um, events with them and we would get to know them and they'd see that, you know, we're, we're friendly, we're, you know, you know, nice people and how we could help them. And then that's how we started to really build by getting um, the marketing and when they'd see you face to face and just developing that rapport with people. And so that's what I did as a practitioner is we just went out face to face. Now with COVID, um, we can't do that. So that's changed. It's kind of on more online marketing, but that's how I built myself. And I just really got out there and I was really real to people and I just created a family with it. So Right. And that, that speaks to what you mentioned at the very beginning is building your practice. You believed in relationship, uh, creating an honest to goodness trust relationship with your, with your patients, right? And where yeah, where has so that been? Where's that been most evidence? Like you said, loyalty. The, the the your your first and ever patient still is your patient today. I mean, that's a huge uh, testimony. But where where else have you seen that benefit your your patient? Because we're we're really here for our patients, right? Right. So I want them to come in and feel like they can really talk to me about anything, even if it's something non-musculoskeletal related and they just need to vent about something in their life or something. I like them to come in and like, you know, tell me goods and bads and, and, um, you know, feel like they left and they had someone to even listen to them. Cause I feel like sometimes people just want you to listen to them. Um, even if it has nothing to do with what I do, but, um, I, I just bring that to the table and I think that um, people really appreciate that and they develop trust with you. And I think it's really important to trust your doctors. I know when I go to a doctor, I want to trust them. I really trusted you, Alan, when I was getting treated by you and I got some great advice from you. So I think that I brought that to the table um, with the way I practice because, um, and I have a huge following from that. So I did change clinics um, because I moved in New Jersey and I had a really big following. People travel 35, 40 minutes to come see me now. So. Yeah. And that, that is amazing. That, that's, that's a, that's a good feeling. It, it, it means you're doing the right things when you have that type of loyalty, but you know, our practice environment continues to change. I want to talk about where you see, like, you know, it's different practice in different jurisdictions, but insurance versus no insurance, you know, the reality is coverage does make a difference, a huge difference to some practices. What would you say with what you know now? Because the tendency for all these uh, insurance companies is to cut back, cut back on the coverage of individuals for cost savings company. And it's a vicious circle, as we know, if you're practicing based on, um, you know, requiring or needing to have people with insurance, what strategies would you take now or, or you know, because uh, many practitioners take that for granted. Yeah, so the thing with insurance is that people, I know in the U.S., people spend tons of money just to have insurance. It's very expensive just to have it. Um, so people want to use their insurance. So what makes it difficult is that um, – whether they have benefits or not, um, people are paying a lot of money out of pocket just to use it. So, or just to have it, and then they have to spend more to use it. So the thing with insurance though, is that it can change overnight. So they can go from paying to not paying or cutting back a number of visits versus not um, because they really dictate the care for the patient, which is really unfortunate. But um, I would say the biggest advice I could give with that is to have a good mixture, um, have cash plans available for people that are affordable, um, really educate people on the importance of um, 
the care and the value of it. Um, exactly. Right. And really drive that point home because it is an investment for some people and um, insurance could go away. Um, and you just never know because it just happens like all or the time. Or people lose yeah. their jobs or any, any number of things, right? Don't miss another secret to your practice success. Subscribe to Practice Mastery today at highprofitspractice.com forward slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. So I know that in my mature practice of over 33 years, we have a, we have a, a vast blend, but in, by and large, uh, it's mostly been a cash practice. And so when people value their, their care, um, they're, they're watching to some degree within a budget, but they're also uh, valuing that they need, they want a certain result, right? And right. if we're, producing that result in a reasonably efficient, effective manner, most people will pay for it. And that's the, the, the number one word you said is value, that you offer value to them, right? Correct. Yeah. Whether it be so, listening to them and delivering great care and having the tools to get them better and to truly empower them, right? Exactly. So addressing all areas, it's not just, you know, your back hurts. Like even with you, like you, you know, help my sleep, you help my nutrition, you gave me advice with that. So you, you didn't just like address my back. So and I really appreciated that when I was a patient. So right. And and yeah, I, I I'm really thrilled that um, those things that I just assumed were, you know, good practice that that you took note of that. And other yeah. people take note of that. And that's a lesson to all of us practitioners is that uh, some most patients are actually paying attention a lot more to what we do what we deliver, uh, why we deliver it, that sort of the, um, the underlying care, as opposed to just one element. They're usually looking for several different elements to be, to be um, feeling really good about coming in and re returning and being regulars, right? Right, exactly. How, how would you say, you, obviously you do have your regulars. How would you say you, you've, you know, shifted f uh, most people's pain, you know, focus to more of a, a follow-up maintenance? So, um, I always like sort of try and practice what I preach uh, too. So I'm, you know, I exercise, I eat healthy. I think people see that with me every day. My energy's high. I, you know, people actually ask me, how do you do this all day? It's very physical, but I, I really do practice what I preach and lead by example as well. So I let them know this is my lifestyle chiropractic. You know, it can be an acute um, quick fix sometimes, but um, it's like brushing your teeth. If you, um, only clean them once, you know, there's going to be um, issues with your teeth and people don't see their spines. And so they um, just assume that your spine will just remain healthy. But if you're not taking care of it, then, you know, it can do the same thing. And it's really, really important because we only get one. So I just really um, try and educate them on the importance of that. And, and um, I experienced it with you. I mean, I still get adjusted and, 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 um, well, I, I certainly hope so. so. Jeez. <laughs> yes. So I just know the importance. I practice what I preach. I'm really passionate about it. And I just let the, the patients know, and it's really up to them at the end of the day. You know, if you just want to come in for a quick fix and get rid of your pain, then that, that, that's up to you. But, um, at the end of the day, there's a, a bigger picture with it and it's a prevention is easier than treating. I always tell them it's, it's easier to prevent an injury than it is to treat an injury. Absolutely. I totally agree. 
Enjoyed the podcast? Then why not join the conversation on Facebook at Practice Mastery, the official podcast. See you in the Practice Mastery Facebook group. Mallory, as, as we're kind of wrapping up the conversation today, uh, is I want to ask you about what your feeling is, what your experience has been with, with um, defining practice mastery. Is that something you think about very much? Or, you know, what have you mastered so far, do you think? So I think that mastery is like a, um, I want to say a, um, a, a journey, not a destination, sort of like your health. It's sort of like a journey um, because I think that you can always improve. Um, so when I think of practice mastery, I think of like learning from your mistakes and building on that to make it better. But I don't think it would be a, really a destination because you're always going to build and always improve. And I don't think I'm a master because I'm definitely not 100%, you know, um, perfect. And I can always improve on something. So when I think of anything practice mastery, um, I think that it's a way to, um, you know, build on yourself. So that's the, the way I would look at it. Uh, that's a great definition. Now, what, what about um, where, where do you think you've achieved some, some degree of mastery or, or, or if, if you don't feel you have yet, where do you want to be masterful? So I think I learned from my mistakes. So I learned, you know, what to say, what not to say to some, to, to people. Like I learned from, you know, my very first marketing experience, trying to talk to someone in a fair. I had no clue how to, you know, explain myself from, you know, talking more, um, learning even in practice, like for, I see a lot of patients, what works, what doesn't work, what, you know, pull I'll use on them versus, you know, not, um, I've just learned from mistakes and I've learned from, you know, other colleagues and I love, I love learning from other disciplines as well because I take some of, you know, their input and, and talk about it. And what we do in my work actually is we have meetings every week and we sit, all sit down and I sit down with a nurse practitioner as well as a physical therapist and an acupuncturist. And we all discuss ways that we can help improve the patient care for certain people. And I think that, you know, we become masters of, um, you know, helping people that way. So that's what, what we do. Well, that's awesome. Uh, so, uh, Dr. Mallory, Dr. Mallory Becker, uh, I am proud to say that and, and, and announce your title every time I think of your story. It, it's a, an astounding story really. And that's why I definitely wanted to have have you on the show practice mastery is it totally agree is is a process it's not a destination and we can just get better and better at what we do and and with the end result that the the client the patient gets the most benefit from our mastery i think absolutely so thank you very much for being on the show uh as a listener we hope you've enjoyed today's show and i hope that in the words uh, and in the, in the stories that you become one step closer to practice mastery. That's all for today. We'll see you soon. Bye for now. Well, that wraps up another episode of Practice Mastery, your call to greatness. We hope that you've enjoyed the show. For show notes, to listen more, and to subscribe, go to highprofitspractice.com forward slash podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So remember to rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, wishing you one step closer to practice mastery, your call to greatness.
All content for Practice Mastery podcasts and all related media of Practice Mastery, your call to greatness, are claimed and protected by copyright. All rights reserved by Dr. Alan Chong.